Coffee with Christy and Tim. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Classroom Matters with me, your host, Christy Hool, and Tim Gore is going to be joining us again today. Hello, Tim. Good morning, Christy. How are you? Good. And this is a little bit different for us, isn't it? That guys, the world is seeing us and our living rooms or whatever the case may right? be. Right? Yes. I know. So for all of our listeners and now viewers who have been listening to the Classroom Matters podcast, you are used to just hearing our audio tracks of all of the different guests that we've had on the show for the last year and all of the coffee talks with Tim and I. And so we really felt that we needed to sort of give our listeners a visual, um, you know, just on some of these to kind of liven things up a bit, shake it up a bit. And so I'm so excited that we are traveling down this new avenue of visual for our podcast, Tim. Oh, I'm excited too. I hope people don't think, oh, that's what they look like. <laughs> I know, you know right? The infamous, I've heard their voice, so I assume they look like this and now they look like that. So right? I did my very best with getting my mm -hmm. hair in place. Yeah, you did a good job. Thank you very much. Probably took you a really long time, didn't it? <laughs> it was tough this morning. <laughs> so we are talking today, Tim, about something a little different, I think, than what's happening because, you know, and, and, and everybody listening is in the same boat with all of the uncertainty and all of the anxiety and all of the stress that has been happening with starting school in the fall, right? So we, we're, we're sort of coming back from a spring of, of uncertainty. I don't really know how else to say it. It was just, you know, kids got sent home at the last minute and parents were thrown into being teachers and, and teachers were thrown into not knowing what they're doing. And we've had a whole summer and I think anxiety is just as high as it was because we're still, a lot of us are still uncertain about what's going to happen in the fall. And I really feel that there have been and could be, and still will be some positives that we can glean from this and some, some silver linings if, if, you know, you want to say that within the situation. And so I really wanted to kind of talk about the, the positive things that we can get from the situations that we're going in our coffee talk this morning, because I think we're just so inundated with the negatives and the stress and the anxiety that, you know, I really want to talk about some good things. So tell me a little bit about how you're feeling. What are some good things that you think that we're going to be able to take away from all of this craziness that's happening with COVID in the education system? I think one of the good things is the possibility I realize everybody's got to prioritize what they're going to be able to do, but I think there's some real possibilities for us to rethink a little bit about the way we truly teach and the way we expect students to demonstrate their, their learning and how we choose to interact with them. I think there's some real opportunities and I'm seeing examples online of it and I'm talking with teachers um, as, they, as they share their experiences, whether it's on Facebook or whatever the case may be, there's some real cool opportunities here to really individualize your practice with kids, to work with kids, to set up schedules that are much more like, you know, I'm going to do 30 minutes with the whole class and then throughout the course of so many days, I'm going to spend 30 minutes with each kid individually or I'm going to put kids into pods and I'm going to work with kids in groups and I'm going to really rethink the way that I might expect them to be in charge of their own learning. How much do I need to direct versus how much can the kid choose to do on his or her own and that kind of thing. How can I incorporate allies? How can I use families in more positive ways than maybe I did before? How can I communicate better with families? I think there's a lot of things we can choose to talk about, Christy, so I won't go off the deep end yet. I need to take a sip of my coffee. <laughs> well, I want to piggyback on a few things you said. Um, one, you know, sort of student-led learning, you know, and giving kids more um, 
responsibility within their their home setting to learn or the school setting you know because a lot of districts are doing shortened schedules hybrid schedules where the kids might be in the building one or two days a week but they also are going to be spending a lot of time learning at home and with parents that are working they do have to take some more responsibility for that um, and i also think that we are being forced to embrace a lot of new technology and um, I think a lot of teachers had shied away from that in the past, but now we're in a time where we can't shy away from it. Um, you know, we're using all sorts of virtual distance learning programs and obviously Zoom and all kinds of new and interesting technology that both teachers and students and parents are being forced to embrace and I really hope that that is a positive catalyst for when things do go back to normal and we're in the classroom that technology just continues to grow and be used so yes think about just the impacts alone with like the flip learning concept right so even if teachers doing just a really short video of presenting some information so the kids have it and then sends them off to do some task on their own and then comes back in different ways this is a real opportunity to really experiment with how effectively flipped learning might be utilized in your classroom setting what could you do to create whether it's a mini lesson that everybody would watch or you send them to a video to watch certain things and you've got and then you come back and the whole interaction with kids in small groups individually or even a large group is just the discussion and the work in class related to what you already did in the flipped learning video to start with that kind of thing really cool possibilities here and my hope is that districts will embrace teacher experimentation districts will embrace flexibility districts will embrace the concept of kids learning in ways that are best for that particular child because here's a real opportunity to differentiate here's a real opportunity to individualize which could be mm -hmm. really strong yeah, and I think not only just differentiating the way that you're teaching, but the resources that you are now finding that you didn't even know existed. And here's where I'm going to put a plug in for educate.today resources, but that's a great example. You know, we've seen our numbers go up, we've seen our membership go up, and you know, I really am thrilled that parents and teachers are again, unfortunately, they're they're being forced, I think, but they're having to reach outside of their comfort zone and really investigate and research other online resources, other um, places to go to help enrich their kids' curriculum. And um, I think that's just a wonderful, wonderful exploration for parents and teachers. Um, and th now they're going to have all those extra tools in their little toolbox. You know, we say that a lot um, in the education world. What tools do you have in your toolbox? But I think it's just helping us and forcing us to expand and grow our toolbox. And we're going to have those things forever so we whether we stay this way or whether we go back to to um you know normal learning whatever that looked like for us but um yeah i think that's just an amazing great positive takeaway um that if the teachers really look back and say wow i may never have used that mm -hmm. wow i may never have even known that those resources existed or that website existed or those people existed this is fantastic. And when we go back to normal, I'm going to continue to use those in my class on a daily basis because now I have them. That's right. I have them. I understand how to use mm -hmm. them. I used them in what was a very difficult and trying time. And now certainly I can use them even more effectively in a time where, where there's a lot more supports available mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just phenomenal. And I also think it's kind of phenomenal how in various communities, businesses, industries, and all sorts of community people are stepping up to mm -hmm. deal with one serious issue, and that is digital divide and bandwidth connectivity, and do kids have the devices they need? All of the things that really make sense for 21st century education anyway, since so much of the world deals with internet bandwidth and those kinds of things, and people are really stepping up and, and, and doing good work there, which I think is really cool to see. 
Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that was also on my list. Um, you know, a couple of things to branch off from that. I think that just the support that teachers and families are getting from community organizations is just outstanding. It's phenomenal. I mean, you can't hardly look at your computer or open a newspaper if people even still do that um, and not see an article about, you know, a specific company donating funds to schools for, um, you know, devices for children and, and organizations stepping up to help support and sort of rallying around their community and how can we help you get what you need to make sure that our main goal is still that our kids are learning because even through all of this, we still have to make sure that our kids are learning. Like that's just a constant when everything else is stopped and changed, the constant is the learning and we have to rally. And I, I think we've done that. And I, you know, a, another point that I want to positive thing that I have seen that has really touched me is the, the, the bridging the gap between homeschool families and public school families because we're sort of all this doing the same stuff now mm -hmm. and i have had so many parents and teachers reaching out to me whereas before there was such a divide between homeschool families and public education and now i sort of feel like we're we're just holding each other up supporting each other opening our 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 you know thoughts and minds up to what the other group is doing and asking for help and I love that we're doing that for each other because again, everyone's goal, whether it's a homeschool family or a family that's now doing distance learning or remote learning or a family that's trying to figure out how to teach their kids one day a week or teachers trying to figure out new resources, we all have the same end goal. And I love that that, that gap is being sort of closed and bridged between all of us. Well said. I agree entirely. Similar ways that we're, that the gap's being closed between just teachers and parents and family mm -hmm. members and their kids, and that you're being forced to interact with, in, with parents and the whole family of that child in ways you didn't before. That can be so illuminating to, as a teacher, understanding how best to help that child learn, and so beneficial for the child that the teacher and the family are in good and consistent communication. Just yeah. some real opportunities and definitely things happening about how teachers are creating things and families are creating things to make sure that constant communication goes on. Yeah. That's really fantastic. I, the relationship building that's possible. Mm -hmm. I realize it's not the same, but there's really, op really wonderful opportunities for relationship building. And it's really cool to see that happening. It, it is. And don't you think it's also really cool that um, families seem to be getting closer? Because parents are, are, being, are spending all this extra time with their kids, and I think that's great. And I know a lot of families have said, this is, a, this is wonderful. I've loved spending this extra time with my child or, you know, watching them learn. And, you know, I, I just think that's a great thing. It's a great positive thing that as this unfortunate situation has forced us all into. I agree. It's just, it's, and I think I, you see more teachers communicating with mm -hmm. each other. I think it, it's an interesting kind of process for like, all the, whether it's Facebook sharing or whatever groups have been created and support groups and Zoom support groups where you yeah. can just talk back and forth and share. In some ways, you know, the classroom can be very turf oriented and it's my world, I shut the door and we're the 30 kids in the fifth grade classroom or we're my 25 kids in a high school class or whatever the case may be. And now you're really seeing people reach out. I need assistance. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask for it. It's okay because we're all in this situation where we're all kind of lost, right? So it, there's some tacit approval for asking questions you might not have been willing to ask before and show some vulnerabilities you might not have been willing to show before and for administrators to embrace that and for all of us to embrace that and share with each other. And that's really cool because that's where growth really happens, both for the educator as well as for the kids. So that is really cool to see. 
Yeah. So a lot of great positive silver linings for people, um, for, for those of you that are listening, you know, that are feeling stressed or feeling anxious. We all are, but there really are truly some wonderful, wonderful things happening. Um, you know, and if your family is healthy and doing well and supporting each other, um, that's all we can do. And just really, this is a time when I think that we really do need to look for the positives because it will bring you down. It really will. And, uh, you know, there's so much negativity in the media and all these things that we see every day. And so I think just really finding and just taking a minute out of your day to think to yourself, what are some really great things that are happening for me and my children right now and their education? Um, I think that's really important for people to do for their own mental health. And so Tim, thank you so much for sharing your positives. It's been great to see you um, and not just talk to you. Um, over a blank screen. So yeah, I just, I think that this is a great time for us to focus on positive energy and less on the negative energy. I agree. And I just invite people to share us your positive stories. It'd be cool to know and continue to share with us and with other people what great things are happening out there for you. Always fun to talk to you, Christy. And I look forward to another visual. I know. Talk in the near future. All right. Thanks, Tim. Bye-bye.